This is Michael Fabiano, Senior Fantasy Analyst for SI.com slash fantasy. And now is the time to get ready for Sunday's full slate of action. And there is no better place to get in the game than with DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. To add to this week's excitement, DraftKings Sportsbook is rolling out a can't-miss offer. If you haven't tried DraftKings Sportsbook yet, head to the App Store now because you don't want to miss this. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all new users the chance to turn $1 into $100 when they bet on any team. That's right. You can place a $1 bet on any team, and if that team wins, you cash a cool Benjamin. How could you pass that up? If you're new to DraftKings Sportsbook, head to the app now to scout their latest offers. Bet with DraftKings Sportsbook, a sportsbook that goes wherever you go. DraftKings is safe, reliable, and secure, making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code SI when you sign up to get this can't-miss offer. Pick any team during week one, bet $1 on them, and win $100 if they win. That's $1 to win $100 when you use promo code SI during sign-up. For a limited time only, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. What's up and welcome inside the SI Gambling Podcast brought to you by DraftKings. Corey Parson, the fantasy executive, along with Frankie Fatstacks and Ben Heisler on the initial overreaction Monday of the 2020 NFL season. I tell you what, I wish I would have trusted my instinct and laid away from that fool Kirk Cousins. And Dan Quinn, you money-burning son of a gun, you did it to me again. What's up, Frankie? How was your Sunday? Hopefully better than mine's. Nah, it wasn't much that much better, Corey. And I agree with you. I mean, Dan Quinn, I mean, not only that, the Cleveland Browns, how is it that the Sharps wind up being behind two teams that attempt a fake punt inside their own 30 and <laughs> fail to get convert either one? I mean, what do I, I felt like it was like a glorified practice in week one. How are they possibly trying fake punts inside their own 30? And obviously, both of those teams, the Sharps were behind. And as we know, both of them got blown out, fellas. It looked like, from what I seen Ben yesterday, it looked like it might have been a, a decent day for the public because a lot of the a lot of the short plays didn't come through, or at least not a lot of the ones that I was on. How was your Sunday? Uh, my Sunday got off to a bit of a rough start, boys. Was on some of those sharp plays we mentioned. Uh, Atlanta, I thought they were going to hang in hang in with Seattle. I was impressed by what I was. You know, what I thought I would see out of their offense. And, you know, their offense ended up being okay from a fantasy level, not from a gambling level. Um, the afternoon and the evening helped out quite a bit. Frankie's uh, sharp, sharp play was all over with Arizona uh, at plus seven and a half. If you jumped on them early, I was able to still get them at plus seven. Uh, I had been on the Rams and the under 51 and a half all week. So that came through for me. And then also cashed in on a little Dak Prescott over 15 and a half rushing yards. So the evening and the afternoon helped out a little bit, but uh, morning, just like for a lot of us boys, it was rough. I tell you what hits a lot. Dak Prescott to score a touchdown and that being a rushing touchdown, Dak Prescott scores a lot of rushing touchdowns. I started to hop on that to try to rally last night, but I was so shook up from the other <laughs> stuff. Cause I remember saying to myself, I remember saying, I don't trust Dan Quinn and I don't trust Kirk cousins and I don't trust Kyler Murray. 
Wait, and hold I was on, like, though. The Kirk Cousins, I thought Kirk Cousins was your guy. Like, you were giving me all sorts of shade about <laughs> Trubisky. I gave MVP it right back Mitch. to you. MVP Mitch, MVP <laughs> Cousins. Listen, from, from a fantasy state, both of those guys had halfway decent games. It just took – you know, a whole lot of insanity for it to happen. But listen, may- maybe Minnesota turns around. Maybe your guy, Kirk Cousins, still gives you an opportunity of what, 60 to 1 to win MVP? Yeah, right now on the on the MVP, Kirk Cousins MVP meter, we're hovering down negative uh, one, negative zero on that one right now. So we got to rally back. <laughs> If this if this if this is going to hit, but it doesn't look good. <laughs> you, know, you know who has you know your boy has Cam Newton at seventy to one to win MVP, right? That's a good one right there. You know what I'm Let's saying? Go. Cam Newton all be one for the New England Patriots. At least that's what it looks like. Frank, let me ask you this right quick. Yesterday, um, morning when I hopped on DraftKings Sportsbook, right? Okay. I noticed that Atlanta had become a one point favorite, and I immediately panicked. When those lines flip-flop like that at the last minute, should that say stay away? Uh, it's difficult to say. I mean, normally it's not always uh, a, a stay away. It just means that there's a lot of sharp money coming, and it really it was. I mean, the sharps were all over the Atlanta Falcons, but I just absolutely have no idea what they were doing on the defensive end. The Falcons look like they're going to really struggle, you know, on the defensive side of the ball. I I actually envisioned that they, you know, the Jets struggling like they really did against the Buffalo Bills because that defense is absolutely atrocious without Jamal Adams and Adam Gase running the show. But I wasn't expecting that from the Atlanta Falcons. I thought that they were really finding their way towards the end of last season, and I expected them to build, really. I, I mean, my my, I love uh, Calvin Ridley this year in fantasy, and I said that he would probably put up number one numbers over Julio Jones, that it was time for them to pass the torch, and that Calvin Ridley would be the man, but I am just completely shocked. But, Corey, I don't know. I mean, coming out of this uh, pandemic issues with, you know, you don't know what these teams are going to be like coming out of lockdown, and I'll tell you, fellas, man, the injuries are just mounting with these teams having no preseason games, no real training camp to speak of, no real working in pads, and these guys are coming up with soft tissue injuries and other you know non-contact injuries the Dallas Cowboys had a tremendous blow with a player that I thought was emerging this year in Blake Jarwin so it's going to be interesting to see how betters respond in week two but I'll tell you right now the odds makers look like they're already adjusting in week two lines that we'll get to later this week guys but there's some larger spreads coming on the board all right Ben what do you think as far as the gameplay yesterday as, as Frankie touched on you know, with no training camp and stuff like that. Did you have any any thoughts on the game plan, how that stuff went down? I, I actually thought for the most part you had some pretty compelling games. A few of them got out of hand early, but you know, I, I think with a full preseason, I, I don't think the Colts lose to Jacksonville. Listen, Phillip Rivers did what Phillip Rivers does. Uh, and then the Lions just lioned all over themselves in that game against the Bears. But for the most part, I think you had some fairly compelling games. We thought Miami, New England would be fairly low scoring, that the Patriots defense would start to look like themselves from the first half of last year. That certainly came through. Um, you know, Cleveland was just an utter disaster. And I thought with a real head coach that they would look more complete. I know that that was another one of the plays uh, that we were on for Cleveland to stick around, hang in this game. Uh, but Baltimore just mollywopped them and they were the more complete team. And you know, Las Vegas and Carolina, that was a really fun that was game. game. That was a good back and forth game. And, and and I feel really confident about the Panthers being able to hang with a lot of teams this year, even though their, their defense is hot garbage. Um, but I will say that their offense, you know, with Joe Brady calling the plays for Matt Rule, I think Teddy Bridgewater is a really good fit. I, I think for the most part, we saw some pretty compelling football, even with no preseason to back up from it. 
No doubt. All right, so let's get ready to hop into it and talk about Monday night football as it gets ready to go down. The New York Giants and the Pittsburgh Steelers also got the opening Monday night doubleheader. Second game features the Tennessee Titans and the Denver Broncos. Right now, DraftKings Sportsbook has the Pittsburgh Steelers as a six-point favorite with the total sitting on 45. Money line for the Steelers at minus 250. Then you have in the late game in the nightcap, the Tennessee Titans and the Denver Broncos out there in Denver, the Titans laying three on the road. Titans minus one seventy-five on the money line. All right, Frankie, get in here and, and, and let's start the breakdown. Let's start with this side. Tennessee Titans laying three. I'm not the biggest Titan guy to be honest with you. I thought they went on that run last year. I'm like, ah, I'm not buying it. But listen, it, it is what it was. But I don't like teams that score. I don't make fun of my Dallas Cowboys, but I don't like teams that score seventeen points a week. Yeah, no, it's it's gonna listen. Maybe the I think the shops right now, the the Vegas Whispers play for Monday night is the Titans. Uh, they popped them at two and a half early this morning around town in Vegas, uh, laying a dollar twenty five, and that immediately pushed the line that we're seeing across the entire country, as well as at uh, DraftKings uh, Sportsbook right now with the Titans now laying a full three points. Boys, this is the biggest mover on the card of opening week, as the Denver Broncos originally opened as three point road fit home uh, excuse me home favorites and have now find themselves as a full three-point home underdog as the money just continues to steam in on the Tennessee Titans and I can understand why guys if we look at it we know that there's no Von Miller you know the Denver Broncos also may be shorthanded on the offensive end losing their top whiteout as Cortland Sutton appears to have suffered a shoulder AC joint shoulder injury uh earlier last week and he's questionable for tonight game so even if he does play how is he going to be playing on a limited snap count drew lock is uh is a big question mark they also got to try to work in uh their new running back uh melvin gordon uh on the at the running back position so i can understand why because the tennessee titans they clearly have the better team ryan Tannehill is the more experienced veteran quarterback in week one they have the nfl's defending rushing champion in derrick henry and they also have one of the emerging wide receivers in this league in aj brown so i understand why but for the tonight guys the play actually is in support of the tennessee titans Corey. hopefully they score more than 17 points that's the Vegas Whispers play. Tennessee minus three. Ben, I'm, the, the Ryan Tannehill's a stiff. You know what <laughs> I'm saying? A.J. Brown, he flashed at the end of last season. Derrick Henry is kind of overrated in my opinion. I don't see what it is about this Tennessee Titan team. Am I the only one that's missing it? No, because I wasn't on them at the beginning of the season either. And the more information that comes in and the more that Frankie continues to back up the sharp action here makes me still want to consider them on the road. Now, I wish I would have jumped on them before they were minus three. I would have liked to get them when they were, you know, plus two once they first opened up. Uh, Because playing in mile high is actually a serious, like legitimate home field advantage. And so one of the plays that I'm thinking of outside of just where Frankie sharp action is going with this in the Vegas whispers um, is I do think Tennessee could get off to a nice start. They're, they're so good on play action. It's part of what made Brian Tannehill really effective. The moment he got away from Adam Gase and you know, I don't want to you know, get Frankie too hyped up on this, but the moment oh, please, that he yeah. went away from Adam Gase, all of a sudden <laughs> he started to pick up and we started to see his athletic ability. AJ Brown emerged uh, in his season a year ago, Derek Henry, they really figured out how to use him consistently. And then you know, he won fantasy leagues for the second consecutive year. But I do 
think if Tennessee gets off to a, a fairly big lead, and again, we talked about this maybe last week, I think I might live bet the under in this game because I think you're going to see some points in the early portion of it. But at some point, uh, these teams are going to start to get gassed a little bit. Derrick Henry is going to be running the ball all over the place. Um, and then I just think tempo is going to slow down. Right now, I think the total in this game, I'd have to double check it over at DraftKings Sportsbook. 45. Right around, is, what is it? 45. The total for, for Titans and Broncos is, is 45? 41. 41. I'm sorry. 40. I'm sorry. Okay, so I, I saw 41 and a half, now 41. So if that number starts to go above, you know, 44, 45 live, I, I think I'm probably going to lean towards the under as a live bet here, just because I think at some point the pace is going to slow down in this game. These are two teams that are clearly committed to the run. I, I know that, J- that John Elway in Denver uh, added some more weapons for Drew Locke this year, but there's a lot of similarities between Drew Locke and Ryan Tannehill, guys that are going to thrive off play action, um, you know, pretty compelling first round pick. I actually Locke might've been a second, uh, second round pick, uh, but quarterbacks that are sort of on their way up, but just not there yet. Uh, but I think both of these teams just want to run and that's going to take a bunch of time off the clock. And then mile high first game of the year without any sort of preseason. Uh, that's why I'm initially leaning towards the under as well, but I do think they're going to score some points early and I'll jump on it live. Just like I did for the Sunday night game, uh, being able to get the under in addition to 51 and a half uh, at under 56 and a half after the Rams and Cowboys marched down the field and got their touchdowns. All right. Good job. Nice, nice job right there. Frank, what do you think? Any, any, any thoughts on this total? Yeah, well, I think actually this brings us back to what we've been discussing a lot here at SI Gambling on this podcast is looking at the reverse theme. I actually know of, I spoke to two sports book directors here in Vegas, and both of them said that right now they were seeing over 70% of the money on the over. However, if we look, this total opened at 42 and a half and currently sits at 41. So what does that tell you guys? That tells you that all the money is coming in on the over yet. The, sh- but the odds makers have actually lowered the total and gone through the prime number of 42 and are now are currently sitting at 41. So I think that Ben is spot on that. The under looks like the sharp side in this game as well. That's that reverse steam right there. That reverse broken steam clock is right twice a day, boys. No, no doubt about it. <laughs> now here's the thing, right? Can you imagine being on the East Coast and staying up to one o'clock in the morning to sweat or under? (laughs) 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 On the Broncos and Titans? Doesn't sound like fun, does it? (laughs) I I can't disagree with that, man. That's 100% accurate. And yet here I am talking about it. I might still do it. Yeah, but there's there's guys like Bill Enright, though, guys, that doesn't sleep at all. So that staying up late doesn't really, you know, that's not really a problem because I don't think that dude ever sleeps. Well, that's good for him because um, I I need to get my rest. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I do not want to sit up to sweat Tennessee and Denver playing a a 13-10 game. All right, let's get on to the one out here in this area, New York City. Well, New Jersey, excuse me. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers, a six-point road favorite against the New York Giants. Anything you hand on this one, Frank? Yeah, well, if we look at this game too, fellas, all the money is coming in right now. Uh, the money line over at one of the sports books here said that they have 93% of the bets. Now, this one was shocking to me after seeing the upsets that we saw on Sunday. Uh, the fact that right now 80 excuse me, 93% of the bets on the money line on this game are in support 
of laying the juice and laying the wood on the Pittsburgh Steelers on the money line, minus 250, 260, 275, they are currently sitting at. So the money just continues to steam in. I actually believed that most of the money for the money line bets would actually be on the Giants grabbing that plus 210, plus 215 number. So I'm shocked to see that, but I guess it coincides with what we're seeing as well, that this line opened with the Steelers only laying three on the road, and now they're up to a full six points road favorite. So the money just continues to steam both on the spread and on the money line, boys. It looks like betters almost have like a the sports act from Back to the Future because they are all over these two games tonight like they know the outcome. They are all over the Titans in that late game like we talked about, and they are all over Big Ben coming back for the Steelers. And you see, and you see Ben, I don't, I, I just I can't do I, if, if I'm, if I, like, I don't like the six that Steelers are laying. But for God's sakes, I'm not putting my money on the Giants. I don't blame you. Although the way that I'm trying to figure this out and sort of what trends that I'm looking at over yesterday was, all right, the the really hyped offenses, you know, I I think about your Dallas Cowboys and I thought to myself, like, that's going to be an offense that's going to look really good at some point. I thought about Tampa Bay. And I thought that at some point that offense is going to get themselves on track. There's too much talent on that team. Even with Tom Brady at 127 years old, he's like Joe Lewis and coming to America. Like at some point he's going to figure it out. There's too much talent around on that team. Um, It's the same thing with Pittsburgh. Like you saw how awful that offense was without Ben Roethlisberger, but it's still Ben Roethlisberger after missing pretty much all of the season and without a preseason to get himself back into regular season shape. So I'm trying to figure out how I want to play this. And I still think the Giants have some talent on that offensive side. Now, the Steelers are one of the best defenses in the league, and it's going to be a tough matchup for Saquon Barkley. They're still going to give him the rock because Jason Garrett's their new offensive coordinator. So from a fantasy level, you can feel really good about Barkley getting a bunch of touches, and I think he'll get some passes as well. Um, you know, we'll see whether or not Darius Slayton can break one over the top of Pittsburgh, you know, be able to break that coverage and keep this game close for the Giants. Um, but I'm just not expecting the Steelers offense to look the way that we anticipate them looking, you know, in the early part of the season. I, I think they're going to get there like some of the other teams that we mentioned. But again, guys, to me, this feels like another underplay. We've already seen the line move from 47 down to, uh, to in some cases, you know, 45 and a half. I have to double check what it is. Uh, on DraftKings, I think it's 45 right now. 45 on DraftKings. That's how it, I got that mistaken earlier. But 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 Ben, I mean, excuse me, Frankie, what, 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 are you hearing anything on the total? Yeah, to be honest, I think it's important, guys, that we look at that. I think Ben is spot on once again because of the fact that, you know, Roethlisberger, you know, he may struggle. He, had, he's, he missed a lot of the time last season due to that injury. So he may not come back in, in top form as well. I think it's going to take him several games to really get in rhythm and back on, on pace with a lot of his receivers. But it's also important for us to highlight, guys, that the under is actually 22-5 and five in Pittsburgh's last 27 games as a road favorite. That's a big number. That is a real Real big number that betters really need to be looking at. And in addition, if we go a little bit bigger and take a little bit more of a, a, a wider scope, the under is actually 39 and 13 in the Steelers' last 52 road games. So those are two strong trends, guys, that I think lean towards what Ben was highlighting, that the under 45, if I had to make a play in this game, for me, I would lean towards Pittsburgh and the under, but I would lean towards the under more so than even touching that side because I do worry about laying five and a half, six points. I think that number is a big number to be laying. So for me, it would be on that under. 
Now, Ben, we know about Pittsburgh and, and, and why those unders come in because we know there's a road bin and there's a home bin. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, that's how it's been played in fantasy for a long time. And Roethlisberger, especially at home, in prime time, just puts up fantastic numbers. But on the road, it's been a different story. Um, I, I do expect the Giants to be uh, somewhat better on the defensive side of the ball. They still struggle against tight ends. Uh, so I wonder whether or not this could be a good opportunity for Eric Ebron. You know, remember, first year with a new team, he tends to do well. And then every year after that, uh, it tends to start to slowly fade away into the distance. So, you know, maybe Roethlisberger and Ebron, maybe there's a, a potential prop there. Uh, the betters can go on as sort of the first touchdown of the game. Remember, they have Chase Claypool in the mix as well. Big receiver out of Notre Dame that I'm really high on this year. It, you're right, though, Frankie. Like, it, it's going to take some time for this offense to get back on track. I still think they're going to be a really good offense, and that defense will probably come into form from the very beginning and be able to find a way to contain Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley, uh, and the rest of this Giants offense. Evan Ingram will probably see a bunch of targets in this game as well. But, yeah, I, I just feel like at this point, the, the under probably makes the most amount of sense because we've already seen the movement in that direction. Uh, and it's just two teams that are, are going up against, you know, it, well, at least for, from, from the Pittsburgh side, they should be able to move the ball against the Giants' defense. But the Giants' offense – for as much talent as they do have, and I do believe there is some talent, uh, it's just going to take some time because Pittsburgh's defense is really good. So, yeah, let's let's go with the under here. All right, so here we go. Now we're getting ready to lock in. So we didn't get the chance to talk to Prop Man out of the book, right? So Frankie missed Prop Man. So we got to do our own props, you know what I'm saying? So I'll throw this one out there just because Deontay Johnson to score a touchdown – I've been talking to some people in Pittsburgh. They like the way he's looking in camp so far. They think that Deontay Johnson could have a big season coming up. So I'll say Deontay Johnson to score a touchdown. Now, Heisler, you you said before the show started, when we was doing our little pre-show powwow, and Heisler was scoffing down a cheeseburger while I have not ate all day. Um, What's the deal, Ben? What, we, what do we got? Prop, man. All right, so I, I think we mentioned Eric Ebron. I actually think he's going to exceed his yards total. Last time I checked... Uh, for Ebron uh, over in this game, it was, wait for it, uh, had uh, over under 25 and a half yards. I like the over for Ebron here. Uh, also, we'll see whether or not DraftKings has the opportunity for him to score the first touchdown of the game. I do think he gets into the end zone, but that's another play that I'm probably considering. As for the, the later game, I think with Denver, guys, because they have Melvin Gordon and they have Philip Lindsay, and so... The idea that they need to rely on, on opportunities and passes in the middle of the field, like they have no offense as well. So I know that KJ Hamler might play, and, and there's some uh, some talk about Deshaun Hamilton getting back in the mix. I, I just don't think he's going to be a factor at all because you have two pass-catching running backs. Drew Locke doesn't mind throwing down to receivers or to his running backs in the flat. And you have Noah Fant, who has a chance to be a breakout star this year with one of his abilities being great yards after the catch. You have Jerry Judy taking on the outside role. Um, you know, Cortland Sutton probably likely not to play. So if I'm looking at an under for a prop here, I'm not touching anywhere near Deshaun Hamilton. Right now, the odds are set at three receptions as well as 30 and a half yards. Give me the under on both. And then conversely, give me the over on Jerry Judy at 36 and a half yards. That's the guy that Drew Locke is going to be targeting the most in the passing game. He was so good at Alabama. And you guys know that I'm not a big college football guy. But I remember seeing highlights every week of Jerry Judy burning somebody over at Alabama, one of the best 
passer, one of the best possession receivers in all of college football the last few years. And he's also got some breakaway speed. I, I think the two of them are going to have a nice connection early on. Denver likely is going to have to throw against Tennessee because the Titans run defense has been solid. So I think Judy on the over 36 and a half, Deshaun Hamilton, both for receptions and yards. Give me the under. You remember Frankie I'll tell you how good Jerry Judy is. You remember a couple of years ago when Alabama went something like 13 and 0 against the spread in the first half. Yeah, that were absolutely the, the Vegas Whispers guys were all over that. They were they actually were one of the first guys that actually started that, and it was just absolutely incredible. The sports books couldn't make that line high enough, and it's funny that you actually highlight that because these sharps were all over that. The Vegas Whispers guys they were nailing that first half, and the best part was is that every single time that they bet it, they never bet the game, and there's. Alabama would always find some way to pull the star players out and not cover that inflated game line. <laughs> the full game line never really covered, but the first half they couldn't make it high enough because we know that Nick Saban was calling the dogs off in the third and fourth quarter and then putting in some of the backups and it was just absolutely destroying people, but they could not make that number big enough. But you're hundred percent right, Corey, because the Vegas whispers guys were all over that as one of their top plays every week was Alabama first half. Now, I remember leaving the FanDuel's, the FanDuel sports book out here locally, right out here in New Jersey one night. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> and um, we still do good work with DraftKings, though, but the sports book is closer. You know what I'm saying? It's right. There's one is in Atlantic City, and then the other one is right there. What do you want me to do? You know what I'm saying? No, that, 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 was a, that was a time before all of us got together with the good folks at DraftKings. Like, we can't, we can't erase the past, Corey. No, like, that you're was right. the past. Now we're focusing on ahead to the future. No doubt. All right, so so peep game. So I remember I'm getting I'm headed back to the city and I'm like, wow, this is gonna be the first time Alabama don't cover the first half. And I'm talking about like I pull out my phone maybe about three minutes later, and there it was right there. And it was Jerry Judy caught like a 75-yard touchdown, and I was like, Wow, this is amazing right here. All right, let's get ready to wrap it up and bring it in and close it down for night. No NBA. Uh, Frankie, do we have do we have an NHL play for the night, or are we just uh we got these two footballs and we and we um we heading and we heading highway to the highway? Uh no, there's no play right now. I mean, obviously, we're you know all the Vegas Whispers uh, followers out there. We're all going to be hoping that the Vegas Golden Knights can get their act on track as they're down three games to one and facing elimination tonight from the Dallas Stars. And I'm actually a little bit worried right now because we know that uh, guys, as we highlighted here on the SI Gambling Podcast, there is just so much internal strife right now going on within that team and behind the scenes, especially with all the treatment of their star goaltender, uh, with Flory being uh, being benched in flavor of. Robin Leonard, and I think it's actually had a detrimental effect on the team. But just real quick, guys, in addition to the Vegas Whispers play tonight, you guys were talking about the props. There's one guy I think all betters should be looking at out there, and that would be for me, Jonu Smith. I believe that going over his 26 and a half receiving yards is like a strong ball. play tonight. I think I also like him at 16 to one to score the first touchdown, and I like him at four to one to score any touchdown. I believe Jonu Smith is one of the guys that is going to have a big rapport this season with Ryan Tannehill, and I believe that. If I had to make any prop wager outside of not having prop man's uh, knowledge right now or any idea of what he's backing right now, unfortunately, I would actually say that Jonu Smith, for me, guys, is the guy that I would be targeting, and that coincides with the sharp Vegas Whispers play of Tennessee laying the three. Vegas Whisperers SI Gambling Podcast brought to you by the good people at DraftKings. The book will not beat us anymore. And there you go right there. That's just the bottom line. Corey Paulson, the fantasy executive here. For my main man, Ben Heisler, and for Frankie Fat Stacks, we are out.